0: A modern employer brand podcast. My name is Susanna Rantanen and I want to welcome you on behalf of my family business employee experience agency Emine. So my question this week is that do you write job posts? Because have you ever thought about the reading experience of the post that you wrote or that somebody else in your organization wrote and you used for hiring a person to the role or have you ever assumed the reader is likely to make it to the end of the job post or if the job post actually answers those questions your potential applicant has on their mind what if they have to start googling and asking information from other people because you didn't answer the questions on the job post What if it seems like a lot of work, so they apply to this other job instead because it was more welcoming and managed to lower their perceived risk? In this episode of Building a Modern Employer Brand Podcast, I want to address the content, the words that we use, the the tone of voices that we choose in our job posts, because in most cases, unfortunately, the content in job posts is really bad. Sorry if that hurts, but just I'm not happy with it. Let's put it that way. You know, a job post is a marketing message. And for that marketing message to be successful in delivering the value for you, the goal, which is applications from your ideal candidates, you need to be good at expressing why they should bother. A job post must stand out among all the other job posts that that same person is you know being bombarded by that is you know wondering which one they should click open that that is that they see make sure the title or the heading of your job post is specific enough to catch their attention and stand out from the competition when you're writing your job post You are treating it like it was like the only thing on this planet because it is the only job post of that topic for you right now on this planet. But it's not the same for the audience, you know. And the more generic your title is, the more likely your job post is going to be like a one of 100 or one of 500 or one of 1,000 similar sounding or same sounding job posts. But be avoid... falling in this trap of silly adjectives and phrases, because the more experienced a job seeker is, you know, they tend to laugh when they see this kind of a clickbait title on a job post. So if you're looking for a sales manager, don't make it sound odd. Be clear about what type of role it is. If it's a sales manager job, it's not a it is a sales manager job, but that's not specific enough. And if it's a B2B sales manager job, B2B is not specific enough. But B2B for kits and appliances in the Nordics region is clear enough. Do that. Get the ideal applicant. But not anyone, but the ideal applicant to click the job post and, and take a further look. I bet you have seen also plenty of job posts shared on socials where there's just a link with very little information about what this job is about, and the advertiser might be like a monster or something similar, uh, so the post looks like Monsterboard is hiring for something, but what exactly, I don't know, unless I click it open. We're lazy. So give a few reasons on the post for me to make it worth my while to make the decision of clicking it open. You have to call action from me. Calling for this action is critical because people are not clicking anything open anymore unless they are called for and unless they are giving a good enough reason to do so. You know, it takes a few seconds to click something open. It takes a few seconds to you know, to, uh, to, to view, to scan through it, to see whether it's worth for you. And if it looks like already from the post that it's not going to be worth for you, you're not going to click it open. This is how we behave. This is how you behave. Engage the reader to the post and engage them to call them to continue reading it as long as they need to, to make a right decision about your vacancy for them a right decision for an ideal talent is obviously to apply, to apply today, to, uh, you know, to make it their priority. And the right decision for this not-so-ideal talent is to understand that they are not ideal for this role or ideal for your culture, because it's not about them not being a professional, a skilled person. It's just that the match might be wrong. And they, need to be able to get that sense out of your job post, whether you are worth uh, for their time and when they should be able to opt out. In the episode from last week, episode 18, I spoke about writing long-form content like it was a piece of news. And this applies well in your posts as well. Put the B for the reader on the top and then go into more detail uh, in an order relevant for the reader. Not relevant to you, relevant for the reader. Very oftentimes, companies use this prime landscape, which is right under the top heading, to talk about themselves. And that's not engaging to the reader because when somebody clicks open your job post, they have a need that has forced or made or pushed or driven them to start looking for a new job. And what needs to be right under the you know the top heading, the first paragraph of your job post is an answer: how you're going to, how this vacancy is going to you know, uh, respond to that driving need that uh, uh, that they're looking for and what is making them to change jobs. So unless you have like a super empowering employer brand, do not use this prime landscape to talk about you. I would also say that if you have a super empowering employer brand, you don't have to use the space to talk about you either because they already know. But furthermore, make your job post scannable. Use subtitles, use bullet points, bold some very important words, use short sentences, bloody hell, use even quotations if that makes the rhythm of the job post easily scannable. Answer to all the open questions that the reader will have. Either answer to them in that job post directly or link back to whatever content is available on your website so that the reader is able to check and go directly where you have more information. You do not want to leave questions unanswered, uh, and you do not want your ideal candidate to, you know, set you aside and go consider somebody else who made it easier for them to apply. Because the fact of the matter is that if you don't get them to prioritize you right now, when they're on this mood, you know they're likely to forget about you. So if uh, you don't have a career site that answers all these questions, you're going to have to write the answers on this job post, and it will be longer. But if you think the length matters, you're wrong. If the content is relevant. If it's easy to scan, easy to read, easy to comprehend, a length is a good thing because you can say so much about something relevant when you have a longer a longer job post. Uh, and you can't really be specific and valuable in a very shortly squeezed job post. But at the same time, if if your content sucks, then no amount of words and length, you know, will fix bad content. So just, you know, write good content. And uh, I know that you're going to think like, so what are all the answers, the open questions in the reader's mind? Obviously, I'm not asking you to read somebody's mind because you can't do that. But if you are an experienced recruiter, just think about what kind of questions job seekers tend to ask from you, either before they decide to apply or during uh, the interview process. There's plenty of questions that people ask Uh, and uh, those give you a clue what you should tell them. And finally, you should use words, expressions, you know, the tone, voice, and writing style that feels natural for the ideal reader. So if your job post is hard to read for me, I won't read it. And this really struck me once when I was asked to fix a job post to a customer that had failed to you know, failed to get applicants with that first version of their job post, their own job post. Uh, I think it was the communications director who had written the job post, who, you know, to my knowledge is very skilled uh, communications professional. But uh, when I saw the job post, I knew immediately why it had failed to deliver, because the, the style of writing was exactly like the work personality of the writer, And this person, I know to be very detail-oriented, very, you know, uh, security-driven, very much going into depths that are not necessary at this stage of communication, Uh, this writer had used very difficult words that made absolutely no sense, that took, like, the mental capacity of my, my brain trying to figure out, like, what does this mean? the poster post wasn't flowing naturally but what was the key here was that the vacancy was for a person who would come to this company to develop a new business opportunity. They were looking for a person who is ideas-rich, who is very much capable, of, capable of seeing and making sense of the big picture, explaining things from the big picture, uh, you know, solving business problems, and uh, you know, able to develop the idea into a full-blown service. Like the total opposite of the work personality of that communications director. Now, in a communications job, you obviously, you know, must be very nitty-gritty, but you can't write nitty-gritty to a person who finds nitty-gritty uncomfortable, uh, just mind-boggling, just, uh, you know, eating up all the energy and who wants to understand the big picture first. So it's super important to understand what type of personality Are we looking to influence with this job post and write the job post matching their style, not your personal style? And that is a skill that needs both practice as well as understanding work personality traits. As a summary, a great job post works in three stages it informs. That's the starting stage. It uh, informs what the job is about, what problem this job, uh, a career in this company will solve for the ideal applicant, and who is this workplace ideal for. It awakens the curiosity and makes me want to read further if I'm the right person for this job. It inspires me. It calls me to read further. I'm inspired and enlightened to learn more about this position, this career, this company, their purpose, the drive at this place, and how they can help me to thrive in my life. I want to know more. I can just see myself in this role, in this company, as a result of this uh, job post, ability to inspire me. And finally, it calls for an action. The job post makes it clear to me if I'm the ideal applicant or if I'm not, and not in direct words, but subconsciously, because I feel it in the words, I feel it in the tone of words, I feel it in whatever was chosen to, you know, to convey to me in this text. It uh, makes it clear to me in the, you know, how it inspires me or how it lacks to inspire me. If I'm not being enlightened, drawn, if I cannot feel it, it's not for me. But if I am, I want to move immediately because I know I really want this job and there is a clear call to action what this company wants me to do, when they want me to do, how I can get this job. Words really matter also in your job posts. Please join me again next week for another episode of Building a Modern Employer Brand. And find the show notes of this episode at my blog, modernemployerbrand.com slash podcast19. It's going to be my moin.